funk. Hit me up with some of that thug. The Smile yeah. High Morning Show That's with like Danny that. Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. One time. One time again in the head. But buddy roll, y'all. Check it out. Back in on a Golf Friday edition of the program. Maybe a free agency Friday. Let's go with that because of our next guest. Uh, let's bring in a friend of the show has uh, you know, been around here for a long time. Does as good a work for the Avs as I think anybody in the game. J.J. Jerez. J.J., how are you, bro? Fantastic, Danny. How are you doing today? I'm really good. I just want to say one thing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. The years keep ticking. Just another lap, though. <laughs> so um, you don't got to you know, say your age, but happy birthday, buddy. We um, Thanks for coming on. How are you? 34 big ones, Danny. I'm not afraid of it. All right. Um, so let me ask you this. I said a little bit ago, I'm feeling like for the first time that I think Kadri has a chance to come back to the avalanche. Am I wrong about that? No, I think uh, we're all kind of feeling that at this point. I mean, I think if you would have had an announcement within that first day of free agency, then, um, yeah, there's a chance he would have went somewhere else on a great offer that he just couldn't refuse. But now it seems like he's juggling some offers, and perhaps uh, there's a chance that he just didn't get the offers he was thinking he was going to receive there, right? So uh, maybe the winning aspect of Colorado combined with a little bit lower of a dollar amount is starting to look more intriguing to him for sure. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, how would you kind of um, grade what they've been able to do so far? Uh, I'm surprised about um, who they've been able to bring back and the guys who kind of, you know, uh, have moved on. uh, Those guys are kind of, you know, replaceable. I mean, you, you love every guy who you just won with. But, you know, how do you how would you kind of grade what they've done and, you know, what they and who they lost? Uh, I think bringing back Val Nachushkin and Josh Manson, I think those were two huge. really. Yeah, those were huge for sure. And, and it's unspeakable. I mean, I, I don't necessarily love the early parts of the, the Val Nachushkin contract, but that, as it gets later in the uh, tenure, it definitely starts to look better. Uh, the goalie situation, I think, is still something we're all kind of going to have to wait and see on because uh, while Georgiev, you know, he is he has flashes in the pan of greatness, um, I think uh, he still still waits to be seen. So losing Darcy Kemper, you you lose a goalie that you know what you're getting out of, right? Bringing in Georgiev, you're not no, you're not so sure what you're going to get out of a goaltender like him yet. So I think that's still up in the air, but in terms of the dollar amount, right now they have the flexibility by shedding that Darcy Kemper contract. They have some room to even throw at, at Nazem Kadri. They have some room to restructure Nathan McKinnon's contract. So, so far, I think they're doing just fine, bringing back some key pieces that uh, helped them win last year, right? At well, Arthur Lykanen, Val Nichus, totally. Josh Manson. Those guys had game-winning goals all the time. And while every league is kind of different, uh, I believe this is right. You have to be under the salary cap on the first day of the NHL season. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you know, that's that's where I think they're kind of they might try to play some uh, long term injury reserve games, right? Because when you got have a guy that's on the IR, then he's not counting against your cap. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out closer to opening night. Uh, on with JJ Jerez. Um, you know JJ. Give it people, I mean, the, the handle, where they can find you, all the stuff that you got going on. Let's do that now before the end. 
Right on, right on. Yeah, on Twitter, at JJ of the Year, of course. That's where you'll find all my exclusive hockey content. I don't really dabble in anything but hockey, so you won't have to worry about any political hot takes out of me. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the Hockey Mountain High podcast, uh, right there on my high sports, yeah. all, all podcast providers. And uh, we're a huge podcast right now. We're growing by the day, so I'm definitely missing out on some good info if you haven't been hearing that. And my weekly radio show right there at Mile High Sports as well, the hockey show right now, we're on off season, but me and my partner, Ryan Bolding, we love doing it every Saturday during the, uh, during the season. Well, what I like about you is you're not going to make uh, just regular old hockey fan feel um, inept because of your sophistication when it comes to the great, you know, uh, sport of hockey. So, you know, thanks for dumbing it down for guys like me. Well, you know, I get it. I grew up in this town. I know it's a Broncos town, and, and uh, hockey tends to take a back seat if you weren't a hockey player actually growing up. So I'm here to hold everybody's hand and help grow the sport, right? That's what it's about. I think so, too. We always say, too, this is like, you know, Denver, Colorado. This is like one of the greatest cities, one of the greatest states. Uh, it's one of the greatest places to be in the world, not just the country. So, you know, we will honor you, and we will care about you, and we'll give you love if you're a winner. And that goes for any of the teams. You know, yeah, rock. I mean, look at that! Look at that parade, right? No it doubt about it. Flooded with humans, and you know, maybe five years ago, half of those guys weren't watching Avalanche games. But the fact that they were during that run, they're there to support, even yeah. with the local TV station not letting them watch the game. Uh-huh. Shoot, I think uh, Denver really showed their true colors during that parade. My sons will be hockey fans, true Avalanche fans. They will be born with it, bred with it. They'll have a legacy, you know, to talk about. I'll be able to tell them about the great teams, all that kind of stuff that, you know, when I was a kid in the 80s, we just didn't have it, man. It's like, I always joke, I'm a Denver public school kid. And, like, there's certain things you did at gym class, like, once a year, every year for like your life and one time they'll bring out like hockey sticks and we'll put a little hockey thing in the in the in the gym or they'll bring out these plastic lacrosse sticks and like this is the 80s we're like what is this thing is you know they were like the worst most cheapest equipment and you know that's it so i i it's i i wish i was a hockey guy came up a hockey guy in high school we played some roller hockey and it was great man but um you shred a little bit. You can can you play? Or you like uh, try out for the Mighty Ducks four or what? Uh, uh, no, absolutely. I can't stop playing. That's the beautiful thing about hockey is that there are adult leagues galore. Yeah. Any level you want to play, Danny. If you want to strap on the skates and start playing an adult league, there's a level for you right now. That'd be so, kind of cool, actually. Um, obviously, playing my whole life, I play higher levels up. But yeah, you can't you can't get away from it just because it, it, it's I don't know it's too big a part of my life. But you're spot on, kind of with the the way it was brought up in society, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's why there's so many Avs fans right now because my generation, I was in second grade when the Avalanche showed up. All we wanted to do in gym class was play floor hockey, yeah. and our, t- our teacher let us. So I think you have a whole generation of big-time Avs fans, I think so people too. that are around my age. And now you have a new wave of them that are following the Landeskogs, the McKinnons, the Macars, right? Yeah. The Gen Z following that I think is coming along with as well. So I, you've just... You've got a super young fan base with the Avalanche right now, and um, I think they've got years of greatness ahead of them, too. So I think this super young fan base has got a lot more partying, a lot more Bud Lights to, to drink. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my, my comp was I want these Avs to be like those Blackhawks teams of a few years ago that won three cups. They did it with a couple different goaltenders. Totally, the, yeah. the core of the guys stayed the same, but like the potatoes, the guys around fluctuated, and they had a great coach in, in Quinville. So, you know, I think that the Avs are kind of cut from that same kind of cloth. I, but, you know, you'll have to you have to tell me, is this just the beginning for these guys? Or, um, you know, will the Avs just be another good team amongst good teams next year? 
I mean, along with their fan base, the team is still young too, right? Nathan McKinnon's what, 26, 27? He's yeah. still down there in age. You got K.O. McCars. 23. Able, barely able to drink himself. Bowen Byram's a, a, a 21. submerging all-star. You know, you got the young group. So, yeah, I'm hoping for a good three cups out of the next five. Uh, you know, they're definitely set to make a run like that. And your comparison to the Chicago Blackhawks is awesome because what you saw out of that Blackhawks team wasn't just Stanley Cups and winning team, yeah. but an entire city that suddenly was behind the team. No doubt. You'd, you'd watch the uh, Chicago Blackhawks game. There wasn't a fan in the building that wasn't wearing a jersey. Totally. And, yeah, it feels like that's definitely the direction of this team because they have what it takes to get it done. I mean, look at Kale McCarr. Just look at the guy. He, he could easily be in the argument for best player in the world. Do you know, we and just we, we said, before I want to interrupt you, but I, I love what you're saying because uh, a couple weeks ago we said that if, like, you know, we went to war with other planets and, like, everything had to start over, <laughs> there was no NHL, but all the players, you know, we redrafted. It was like, okay, every, we're starting from scratch here. Uh, Avalanche or whoever, you're on the, you know, uh, Canadians, you're, you're on the clock. You can have any player in the world who are you going to take. How could you not take Kale McCarr? How could yeah. you not? I mean, Connor McDavid probably is still the surefire number one, but Kale McCarr is going to be that second choice for sure because of what he's revolutionized, right? He's yeah. not just a good player. He's a revolutionary player. We've never seen anybody like this before, yeah. and you're going to start seeing more and more trickle out through society. Um, along with that conversation, I heard a recent conversation about, okay, if you're starting the game from scratch, do you include offsides in the rules right? oh they, no way they, that's you know imagine no offsides in soccer it would change that sport forever you know for, uh, yeah. for, and like again maybe it would americanize a sport in soccer that's the world's most beautiful perfect game but from you know americans want goals i want like a uh, you know i want the rapids to win six to five with the new innovation of the no offsides and all the new you know things they're the uh um goal worth two points from half field type, type, <laughs> of, type of nonsense you know what i mean that's that, that's exciting for me but for a purist i'm sure you guys would all hate that kind of stuff no no i have thoughts like that all the time as well i think uh in the nba I think a, a shot beyond half court should be a five pointer, right? You see Steph Curry no nailing totally. those nowadays. Totally, so I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm with it, open minded. Well, uh, JJ, man, it's, uh, you know we should do this more often. We used to have you. I don't know what happened. Um, you're one of the great dudes. We really appreciate your work uh, at JJ of the Year on Twitter. Uh, I know you do the hockey show, which is um, like in off season right now, but you're. Um, Hockey Mountain High podcast. It's the Mountain High podcast, right? Yeah, Hockey Mountain High. You nailed it. Okay, man. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Uh, big time. Hope everything is uh, going good. And I owe you a beer or something. Absolutely. Anytime, Danny. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Yeah, JJ's a good dude. It's one of the good dudes. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Going to go watch some golf here on break. Danny Bailey's going to get us out of here. We will check up uh, on that leaderboard. They said Tiger was crying on the 18th hole. I don't know if I got to ask some sources about that. I don't think Tiger cries. Um, the DeAndre Ayton stuff we have not mentioned one time yet, and that's a big one, I think. Changes kind of the complexity and the, uh, you know, the landscape of the Western Conference. For the Nuggets. Thought the sky was gone. Not so fast, my friend. Like Lee Corso says, right? All right. Danny Williams and Danny Bailey. It's Miley Sports.
Look, I'm just a writer from the ghetto like Mallory Black. Man, where the hell's all the sanity at? Damn, I used to be the kid that no one cared about. That's why you have to keep screaming till they hear you out. Oh.